welcome once again to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thank you very much for checking in with us. We have a great podcast for you today. For this Friday, January 11th, 2013, this is our 533rd podcast. Today I'm going to talk about whether or not timeshares are ruining Waikiki today. Kind of an editorial piece today. Just kind of venting about something that's kind of on my mind as we get through the big show, which is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii, Hawaii's experts. And you can catch us on the web at www hawaii-aloha.com or you can just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771 that's all we do is help folks plan hawaii vacations so if you've been researching kind of stumbling around going around on the internet coming here to itunes or something you've come to a really great place to learn all about hawaii i hope you'll learn a lot about hawaii and hopefully book with us because all of our agents are either born or raised here in hawaii or lived here most of their lives I've been here for 21 years. I'm happy to help you personally. Just reach out to me. Just send me an email, bruce at hawaii-aloha.com. Or, uh, you know, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm at Aloha Bruce or on the Facebook page. Or connect me with me. To many, many ways to get a hold of me. I'm really an easy guy to get a hold of. If you can't reach me, there's something very, very wrong. Because I'm always here and this is my passion. Helping folks plan Hawaii vacations. And I would love to help you, you know. Even if you don't book with us. Maybe we can help you with a great tour or some exciting, special thing to do here for your Hawaii vacation. Because I realize some of you have actually found us after you've already booked your vacation and looking for fun things to do. We have lots of fun things to do here. Because we're locals, we know the things that are happening here, and we can make some really cool suggestions for you. So I would love to hear from you. Drop me a line and get involved. You'll be very happy that you did. Now, today I want to talk about something that's been on my mind. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. And that is the whole issue of timeshares taking over Waikiki. And, you know, I wonder if this is good news or going to be devastating for the tourism industry here in Hawaii. And I don't just say this as a travel agent, just as somebody who's been an observer for years of the, the, you know, the travel trends and the market here in Hawaii. And I believe that personally that these changes that are coming down are going to actually negatively impact Hawaii in the future. Here's why I'm saying this. Right now, there are over 10,000 timeshare units currently in Hawaii. And that accounts for about 13% of the total lodging inventory that we have. Now, that may not seem like a big number to you right now, but this is steadily increasing and it's increasing by dramatic numbers because almost every major hospitality company in Hawaii are either revamping some of their existing hotels into timeshares or developing completely new ones. There's the, the you know the Sheridan hotels, for instance, where the Moana Surfrider is. That's all. They're only going to leave the historic building in the front. They're knocking down the tower, and actually they're they're turning the tower into timeshares. And then across the street, they're completely leveling the Princess Kailani, which is actually a very affordable hotel. And I'm going to get into why this is one of the reasons why I'm kind of a little upset about all of this timeshare coming in. But they're going to completely knock it to the ground and build new giant skyscrapers there that are going to be all timeshares. And part of that will be also demolishing 
the international marketplace, which is the last place that goes back to the day in Waikiki where you can really go and say, you know, this is an untouched place. The international marketplace is this place where you'll find a lot of kiosks and a lot of local vendors go there and sell their wares and little mom and pops can actually do some business in Waikiki. Well, that's going to all go away. It's going to be transformed into this upscale mecca that is really catering to people who have timeshares. Now, I think this is going to affect what we call what I call the starter market for the islands, you know, and it's going to kind of really hurt the tourism industry industry because starting prices now the starter market. What I mean by that is that people, for years, you know, as young people would come to Hawaii, stay in Hawaii, or visit Hawaii, and then maybe come back year after year after year after they've come here, and they were able to come here because it was affordable. You know, we call that the starter market. People getting here when they're younger and, you know, staying in maybe a, a not that expensive hotel, maybe a $100 hotel room, which is like you can't find here anymore in Hawaii. But that starter market was fueling people to come back and then spend more and come back year after year after year. And I'm concerned that if we don't have the starter market and the ability for people to come in at lower rates, people won't be able to ever come here. So think about it. Starting prices of timeshares at Hawaii are in the $20,000 range for a one-week interval. And who but the wealthy can afford a vacation where the accommodations are starting at that price? In my mind, Hawaii is a place where young people can visit, either for a honeymoon, a college trip, or a small family, a young family taking their first vacation together. It's a place that grows on a person. And if you're lucky enough, the first experience is enticing enough to make you plan and save for future visits. Hawaii should be a place that's attainable, contributing to the economy in a positive way. But now, with timeshares outpacing the hotel industry, many people are not going to be able to afford to come here anymore. And there simply won't be enough hotel rooms, only timeshares. And if that weren't enough, Hawaii already has the label of being a travel destination for older people who, you know, obviously have more disposable income and can afford it. You know, too often we see the same redundancy here, you know, of hula performances, songs, and entertainment, things that fail to entice young people. Not that I have anything against hula and, you know, the traditional stuff. Of course, we want people to experience our culture here. I'm just saying that instead of catering to young people, they're catering basically to the common crowd, the older crowd, the crowd that obviously can afford to be here. And if Hawaii wants to continue a healthy, productive economy, then we need to get going to figure out ways to redirect the attention, in my opinion. And and the flood of timeshares, I don't think is helping anything. Maybe I'm just biased because I believe timeshares bring in a different kind of visitor. I don't know. Maybe this is progress. And many people take the brunt of a pushy salesperson just for the discount coupon that they receive at the end of an intense sales pitch. And that concerns me. I mean, is is this the kind of message we want to give people who are coming to Hawaii? I mean, have you ever been to one of these sales pitches? I mean, these are high-pressure sales pitches that get people to sit through these long timeshare explanations and maybe end up buying something they really don't want to buy. I mean, I did a whole podcast, uh, I don't know, about a year ago about 
Is it worth coming to Hawaii when you have to sit through one of these sales pitches to get a good deal? You know, is it, is it worth the good deal you get? You know, sometimes you can't get a pretty good break on a hotel room if you agree to sit through one of these pitches, but it's not just one pitch. It's a, you know, it's a pretty, uh, it's like getting indoctrinated, indoctrinated into a cult or something, you know? I mean, and is this the kind of reputation Hawaii want to get, wants to give the rest of the world that if you come down into Waikiki and you come to Oahu, you're going to be bombarded with this thing? You know, there's so much culture and history and beauty to be had here in these islands, and I don't believe it should be reserved for those who can afford the high and getting higher prices that we're seeing. I mean, timeshares may inevitably actually drive hotel costs higher, which have a direct link to airfare, which links into every other aspect of the cost of, of a desirable location. I mean, this is how we get the great prices and this is how we're able to get discounts. So it's really a concern of mine, something I wanted to bring up here on the show. And you know, I mean, we, we're seeing so many of these companies starting in with their, uh, with their plans for timeshare. Uh, think about what's happening in Waikiki right now at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. They're slated to build 550 more timeshare units on top of the hundreds and hundreds of timeshare units that they already have there. I mean, you you go into that area now, it's like a concrete canyon. Of uh, it reminds me of what happened in Miami on Miami Beach on a kind of a smaller scale where you know you can't even see the ocean or any or any light comes. It's like you can't even. It's like a dungeon in there now. You know, it's it's a first phase. Of a three of a three hundred additional more units that are going to be coming in, so they're going to be adding like eight hundred more units there, in that area. Um, you, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show about what's happening right in the center of Waikiki, where the Sheridan is. Um, we just heard the other day that Ritz Carlton is coming in, and they're going to build a thirty-story uh, Ritz Carlton places, which are condominium timeshare units that they're building up there from the ground up. Uh, you look at what's happening at the Trump. I mean, it's just over and over again. I mean, up and down the, and we're at the up and down the the strip of Waikiki, and you know we're at uh, about 13 percent now. I mean, you're going to be at 20 to 25 percent just in the next few years, and you know within 10 years you're looking at maybe 50 percent of the properties being timeshare. I mean, is this is is this what we want? You know, these high rises affect the amount of sunlight that comes into the city, and there's a lot of concern about that. Waikiki already sees less light than its counterparts, and more buildings means more light blocked out. I mean, that's just a simple simple fact. I mean, Waikiki just doesn't seem the same without the natural beauty that surrounds it, and that is the sun. You know, doesn't that make sense? I mean, think about that. It has a, a lot of impact when you build these big buildings all around this area. Right now, even right now, because of some of the high buildings there, sun doesn't, you won't be able to get sun onto where the beach is until, you know, like eight, like nine, 10 o'clock in the, in the morning already. And, you know, like I said earlier, maybe people call this progress and maybe I'm just pessimistic, but I'd love to see Hawaii as attainable, as an attainable destination for anyone lucky enough to be able to take a vacation, not just one type of person who can afford these double-digit condos or these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollar hotel rooms. I'd like to see a Hawaii that can be attainable across multi-generations, which, which it always has the reputation for, for the young people especially. And I want to entice younger generations to come to Hawaii 
so that they can enjoy this place and continue to bring their families as they get older and they grow. Because what are we here in Hawaii without a future and without a future for our tourism? So that's my rant for today. I know this was kind of like a monologue and a kind of like an opinion piece, but I really did want to get that out there. Uh, don't forget to give us a call. This is going to wrap it up for us. Give us a call. we got some great deals right now uh, for spring break. Now's the time. And you would think by now, you know, a lot of people think, oh, is this is probably slow for you now. No, actually, we're going to our busiest times of, of the year right now, booking Hawaii vacations. And we're booking a lot of April, May, spring break stuff. So if you're thinking about company uh, coming to Hawaii and you still want to get the good deal, really now's the time to get involved with us. Give us a call. I'd love to hear about your itinerary, what you're working on for your Hawaii vacation. And kind of use me as a second opinion. Give me a call. Or send me your itinerary. Let me work on it for you. Let me figure out ways that we might be able to prove it, improve on it. And more importantly, let me work on ways to make you make it more affordable so that you can save some money. So give me a call. 1-800-843-8771. Agents are standing by all the time. You can ask for me. I'm Bruce. I'm at Extension 22. And news just came in just uh, today that we heard that Expedia and all the OTAs, a judge has ruled that they must pay excise tax, general excise tax in the state of Hawaii. And I've been preaching this for 12 years or so, that they've had an unfair advantage over us because they don't have to include or they don't have to pay those taxes. So their prices can be a lot cheaper. And now they're going to have to pay. And now the level field, the, the playing field is even more leveled, even though we can still beat their prices. And I take great pride in it. But, uh, you know, Booking online with Expedia Travelocity is now really becoming the old school way of booking. <laughs> I mean, it's just not the way to book if you really want to save money and get the best out of best experience out of your vacation. That's the worst way to do it is to get online and do it and push buttons and think you have some kind of magical powers. But uh, take the challenge, give us a call, let us show you how we can do it. And uh, you'll be very happy that you did. That's going to wrap it up for my beautiful wife, Yaling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel. I want to say thank you for listening. We'll see you next Friday. Aloha and mahalo.